Sí, este es el Juan y yo soy su padre Javier. Es un placer conocerles. Sorry, sorry. Es un placer. You're the one who told me to go deeper. Dude, that was good. I just can't help but laugh, bro. We should say something at the beginning that's like, and Adrian's going to play two voices oh, yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's just take it from the top then. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's get started with some dialogue. For this scenario, I'm going to be speaking in a deeper voice when I'm the father. and We're going to uh, be doing some triadic interviewing here and yeah. Adrian will have multiple personalities. Yes, we found that triadic interviewing is actually pretty hard to do over audio with two people. So deeper voice father, normal voice is son. Or just precocious puberty son and <laughs> quiet old father. Yeah. All right. Just so kidding. Esteban. Let's do it. All right, Esteban. Mm -hmm. Tenemos un niño que tiene 15 años que presenta por ambulancia con convulsiones y está aquí en la sala de emergencias con los paramédicos y su familia. Dale. Okay. Hola, buenas noches. Yo me llamo Esteban. Soy estudiante de medicina. Este señor aquí es, es Juan Gabriel. Sí, este es Juan. Y yo soy su padre, Javier. Es un placer conocerles. Igualmente. Gracias por ayudarnos. Por supuesto. Entonces, Juan, ¿le puedo hacer unas preguntitas? Sí. ¿Usted sabe por qué le han traído al hospital? ¿O por qué estás aquí en el hospital ahora? Pues, la verdad, no sé. Uh, recuerdo que fui a la tienda con mi hermana. Y cuando nos volvimos, empecé a tener un dolor de cabeza. Me sentía mareado, así que me acosté en, en el sofá y la siguiente memoria es de estar en la ambulancia. Ah, ok. Y entiendo que estabas convulsionando. ¿No tiene memoria de eso? No, ninguna memoria. Ok. Y aparte de sentirte mareado, ¿no tenías otros sentimientos o sensaciones como sonidos raros o cambios en la visión? Pues no, solo tenía el, un dolor de cabeza y me sen, sentía mareado. Ok, entendido. ¿Y cuándo empezaron esta, estos síntomas? Comenzaron solo un par de minutos antes de la convulsión, mm. justo después de que regresamos de la tienda. Ok, y, y antes de eso, ¿te andabas sintiendo normal? Pues sabes que nada en este año ha sido normal y hace mm. cinco días sin, uh, en que andamos sin electricidad. Entonces uh, aquí estamos fríos y asustados, pero enfermo no. Sí, tienes razón. Este año ha sido muy difícil para todos, ¿no? Y lamento escuchar que ustedes todavía andan sin electricidad. Usted nunca ha tenido convulsiones antes, ¿verdad? No, creo que no. ¿Verdad, papá? Sabes que no. Todos los niños están bien sanos. Uh -huh. Y no hay ninguna historia familiar de convulsiones, como nadie en su familia tiene trastorno convulsivo. Tampoco. ¿Y alguien fue testigo de todo lo que pasó? Sí, yo estuve ahí para todo. 
Bueno, y me puede describir este episodio de convulsiones, pero en, en mucho detalle, cómo, cómo empezó, por cuánto tiempo duró y cómo le pareció. Bueno, lo empezó de repente y sin aviso. Mm. En un momento estaba tranquilo, acostada en el sofá y el siguiente estaba convulsionando, agitando todo su cuerpo. Oh, ok. ¿Estaba consciente durante este ataque como él podría mirarle en sus ojos? No, no creo que él estaba consciente porque al principio los ojos estaban abiertos, pero como nadie fue en casa... Ajá. Y luego los ojos se estaban abriendo y cerrando rápido y con movimiento en todas partes. Ok, ¿y el resto del cuerpo qué, qué estaba haciendo? Pues también agitándose todos, los brazos y las piernas también. Mm. Y ok, Juan, ¿tú sabes si tenías incontinencia o cómo orinar o cagar en los pantalones? Sí, yo tuve incontinencia urinaria. Me di cuenta cuando estaba en la ambulancia y también creo que me mordía la lengua porque estaba sangra sangrando y ahora me duele bastante. Ah, ok, entendido. ¿Cómo está el pupú? <risa> no, entendido. Y pues, Juan, no te avergüences. Eso es muy común durante las convulsiones. Gracias. No, no tengo vergüenza, pero sí tengo miedo por lo que me pasó. Claro, claro. ¿Y por cuánto tiempo más o menos duró la convulsión? Creo que menos de un minuto, pero me sentía como una eternidad. Sí, me imagino. Y todo eso fue solo un episodio, ¿verdad? No se detuvo y, y luego empezó de nuevo, ¿no? Ah, claro que no. Fue un solo episodio y él estaba temblando y inconsciente durante todo el tiempo. Ok. Y, y cuando terminó la convulsión, ¿él parecía más o menos normal de nuevo? Uh, no, en realidad uh, después todavía parecía como confundido y sus palabras no tenían sentido. Ok. Entiendo. Entonces, con esa historia de todo el cuerpo convulsionando, la incontinencia ordinaria morirse la lengua y, y, y este estado confundido después, yo creo que definitivamente eso fue una convulsión. Y la pregunta ahora es por qué. ¿Ustedes pueden pensar en algo que, que podía haber provocado este ataque? Uh, no sé. ¿Qué tipos de cosas pueden causar estas convulsiones? Pues. Sí, buena pregunta. Uh, pues en general, alcohol, o mejor dicho, la, la abstinencia de alcohol lo, lo puede provocar, claro. Oye, pero yo no, yo no tomo alcohol y tampoco uso drogas. Sí, sí, claro. Y, y muy bien. Y, y Juan, no te has golpeado la cabeza como recientemente, ¿verdad? Como jugando fútbol o algo así. No, no. Ok, y... Los dos de ustedes me, me lo mencionaron que todavía no tienen poder o electricidad en su casa, ¿verdad? Ah, sí, sí, así es. Por casi una semana. Ok. ¿Y cómo están manteniendo la casa como caliente? Pues yo compré uno de esos calentadores de batería, pero 
No hace mucho, pero sí es un poco suficiente. Uh -huh. Ok, entiendo. Y entonces no están usando ningún fuego de gas o carbón o madera en, en la casa para mantenerse caliente, ¿no? No, no. Eso es peligroso, ¿verdad? Sí, claro, sí. Porque estas cosas pueden causar intoxicación por monóxido de carbono. Sí, claro. Pero ahora que lo menciones, yo sigo diciendo a los niños que dejan de usar el coche para cargar los teléfonos. Ah, sí. Eso también por seguro puede hacerlo. Iwan, ¿usted estaba cargando su teléfono en el coche esta mañana? Pues lo siento, papi. Yo sé que me dijiste que no lo hiciera, pero fue solo como unos cinco minutos después de regresarnos de la tienda cuando estuvimos en, la, en el garaje. Mm, ok, y, y en el garaje cargan su teléfono, ¿no? Sí, sí. Uh, teníamos el, el carro aprendido. Estábamos ahí en el garaje, pero uh -huh. nomás fue como unos cinco minutos. Sí, sí. Pues, Juan, gracias por ser honesto con nosotros. Y yo creo que eso sería la causa de, de sus síntomas y, y también ha provocado la convulsión. Y yo sé que son los cinco minutos, pero eso es suficiente. Entonces, ¿qué vamos a hacer para tratarlo? Bueno, pues primero voy a hacer un examen neurológico y unas pruebas para confirmar el diagnóstico. Y lo bueno es que el único tratamiento es administrar oxígeno para que supera el monóxido de carbono en la sangre. Ok, muy bien. ¿Y sería buena idea hacer esta prueba al resto de la familia? Sí, por supuesto. Y, y también... Ustedes deben ventilar el garaje, el coche y, y la casa para asegurarse que no haya más gas tóxico. Ok, claro que sí. Ok, empezamos en las pruebas y yo volveré en, en un rato, ¿ok? Sí, muchas gracias, doctor. Sí, de nada. Ustedes cuídense y ojalá que la electricidad vuelva pronto, ¿no? Uh -huh. All right. So now that we've gone through the dialogue in Spanish, what we're going to do is go back through it and we're going to break it down from and translate from Spanish to English for you guys. And so taking it from the top, I gave our, our quick patient presentation to Stephen in Spanish. And so I said, Tenemos un niño que tiene 15 años. So right away, we know we have a boy, a male boy, who's 15 years old, que presenta por ambulancia con convulsiones, who's presenting via ambulance with convulsions. Y está aquí en la sala de emergencias con los paramédicos. And patient is here in the emergency room with the paramedics y su familia and his family. And I said, dale. So that means, you know, go on. Mm -hmm. And then I replied, Hola, buenas noches. Yo me llamo Esteban. Soy estudiante de medicina, right? Kind of the same intro that we do, just the formal, hey, my name is Steven. I'm a medical student. And then I asked, pointing, you know, I would be gesturing at the kid, este señor aquí es, es Juan Gabriel. 
Like, and this man here is, is one. And that's something that I started doing with kids, especially little boys about this age where, you know, teenagers, they think they want to be all grown up. And so I actually like addressing them in English and Spanish, you know, like, is this gentleman here, uh, Mr. So-and-so and try to shake their hand or something, depending on the age. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. something that yeah, I like totally. to do to try to build rapport and, and see how much they're going to give me. Right, right. And so then with that question that was being asked, as the father, I said, si, este es Juan. So yes, this is Juan. Y yo soy su padre, Javier. And I am his father, Javier. Right. So he he didn't pass my first test to try to get him to open up. And I mean, that's just a <laughs> habit that I have to, you always try to address the patient, even when in these triadic interviews, there's going to be a third person who's taking the history. Mm -hmm. You really want to make them feel like they're as much of a part of it as you can. Totally. So I replied, he said, you know, this is, this is Juan, this is my son. I said, es un placer conocerles. It's a pleasure to meet you both. And then as the father, I replied, igualmente. So likewise. Gracias por ayudarnos. Thank you for helping us. And I replied, por supuesto, of course. And then again, trying to give Juan, little Juanito, a second shot here. I'm like, entonces, Juan, ¿le puedo hacer unas preguntitas? Like, you know, can I ask you a couple little questions? Mm -hmm. And so then as, as Juan is either a little closed off, a little shy, or maybe postictal, <laughs> I respond simply with C. Sí which is yes. And then I replied, okay, so we got him to start talking. And I said, I'm using the usted, even though I transitioned to the two version later, I'm like, okay, usted sabe por qué le han traído al hospital? Do you know why they le han traído? They brought you al hospital into the hospital and then kind of just clarified and said, or, or por qué estás aquí en el hospital or why you are here now. Just trying to, this is like the alert and oriented, you know, does he know why he's in the hospital or what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then Juan replied, la verdad, no sé. So truthfully, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Recuerdo que fui a la tienda con mi hermana. I remember that I went to the store with my sister. Y cuando volvimos, and when we returned, empecé a tener dolor de cabeza. I started to have a, a headache. Y me sentía mareado. And I was feeling dizzy. Así que me acosté en el sofá. So I went and laid down on the sofa. Y la siguiente memoria es estar en la ambulancia. And the, ne the next memory I had was in the ambulance. Yeah, so that's a pretty good, pretty good story for mm -hmm. a seizure so far. But, um, you know, we'll keep on. And so I was like, okay, so that's what he remembers. He remembers coming back from the store feeling a little bit sick and dizzy, laying on the sofa, and then waking up in the ambulance. Mm -hmm. So, and I said, okay, y entiendo que estabas convulsionando. Like, and I understand that you were, you were convulsing or seizing. And then I clarified, no tienes memoria de eso. You don't have me any memory of that. And then, you know, Juan says, no ninguna. So, no, none at all. Mm -hmm. And then I went on to kind of probe further. Y aparte de sentir mareado, so apart from feeling um, dizzy, no tenías otros sentimientos or sensaciones. You didn't have in the past tense other um, sentiments or like feelings or sensations como sonidos raros, like weird sounds. 
or cambios in la visión or changes in your vision, you know, kind of some aura type things is what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a, that's a good way to ask a kid about visual disturbances or, you know, like auditory hallucination or just any kind of auditory symptoms. Yeah, exactly. In English, I would say, did you see anything funny or did you hear anything funny? You know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I would ask it. Yeah, totally. Um, So then as Juan, I responded, pues no, well, no. Solo tenía dolor de cabeza. I only had this headache y me sentía mareado and I was feeling dizzy. Mm -hmm. And I said entendido y so understood. So we say, we go back and forth. Sometimes I say entendido and sometimes I say entiendo and they mean the same thing. One of them is mm-hmm. just the past tense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I asked, ¿Y cuando empezaron estos síntomas? So he just told me that he doesn't remember anything, but before he had a headache and he felt dizzy. So when did these start? Right. And so then as Juan, you know, I responded, comenzaron solo un par de minutos antes de la convulsión. Well, this, the symptoms started maybe like a couple of minutes before the convulsion or, you know, the seizing. Mm-hmm. Justo después de que regresamos de la tienda. So right after we got back from the store. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, antes de eso. So like we're going back even further. Like I'm trying to really clarify you know, right even before this, te andabas sintiendo normal? Like, were you feeling okay? And we've used andar a couple of times now. It's it's kind of a filler word, but it's also a pretty good word to know. Yeah, totally. Like, how do you use it? I mean, so I think of andabas as were you. Mm-hmm. Almost like a star. Mm-hmm. 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 And in this case, and that's how we always use it too, like Estabas sentiendo normal? Were you feeling normal? Yeah, yeah. And, and I I almost feel like estaba, esta or andabas. Like, I feel like those are interchangeable, really. Totally, yeah. And then as Juan, he said, Bueno, pues nada de este año ha sido normal. So actually, nothing this year has been normal. Which is fair. You know, I asked him if he had been feeling normal before this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, cinco días que andamos sin electricidad. And it has been five days since um, we've been without electricity. And there's andar again. Mm-hmm. Andamos. Since we've been, go- we've been being without electricity. Yeah. Entonces, frío y asustado, sí. So cold and scared, yes. Pero enfermo, no. But sick, no. Right, so that's a pretty nuanced answer from a 15-year-old kid, but he's not wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong. And so I said exactly that. Tienes razón. Like, you have the reason, or you're right. Este año ha sido muy difícil para todos. Like, this, this year has definitely been difficult for everyone. Y lamento escuchar. And I, I, I'm sorry to hear that, or I lament to hear que ustedes todavía andan sin electricidad, that you guys still <laughs> andan, andar without electricity. And then I said, usted nunca ha tenido convulsiones antes, ¿verdad? So you have never had, usted nunca ha tenido convulsiones antes. You haven't had any seizures before, right? 
And then as Juan said, no, creo que no. And then uh, kind of re referring to, to dad said, ask the question, verdad papi? So isn't that right, dad? Mm -hmm. Which then, is how most kids go through a medical, a past medical history on a kid, you know? Yeah, totally. They grunt and then look at their parents and be like, I don't know, is yep. that right? Yep. And so then father responded, Definitivamente no. So absolutely not. Definitely, definitely not. Todos los niños están bien sanos. All of the kids are very healthy. Mm -hmm. So that's good. You know, so I clarified. E and there's no family history of, of seizures is what I was asking. Like we mentioned earlier, uh, trastorno convulsivo, like seizure disorders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I said, y, y no hay ninguna historia familiar de convulsiones. You know, another way we always say that is no hay, no hay alguien en la familia que tiene trastorno convulsivo. Like right. no one, there's no one else in the family that has a seizure disorder. Mm -hmm. And then dad responded, tampoco, no. So... No, also that no mm -hmm. and then i asked him if anyone was there to witness what happened y alguien fue testigo de todo lo que pasó and then father responded si sí, yo estuve allí para todo yes i was there for all of it so great that's our first pathway determining question is was anyone there to see the seizure so now we can mm -hmm. dive into what it looked like and all those questions we went over of the before during and after so yeah. we already know that he doesn't have a memory of it before, but he had a headache and felt sick or dizzy. Right, right. Um, he doesn't remember it and he's still acting weird after. So this is where I was asking those questions we went over about what, what was happening during the seizure. So I said, ¿Me puede describir este episodio de convulsiones? So, so can you describe to me this episode? Pero en mucho detalle, like, but in, in a lot of detail. And then I went on further, como, como empezó, so how did it start, por cuanto tiempo duró, how, for how much time did it last, y como le pareció, and how did he appear to you? And then father responded with, bueno, lo empezó de repente y sin aviso. So it started all of a sudden and without any warning. En un momento... Estaba tranquilo, acostado en la sofá. One minute, he was calm, resting on the sofa. Y en el siguiente, estaba convulsionando. And in the next moment, he was convulsing or seizing, agitando todo su cuerpo, shaking, moving, agitating his whole body. Yeah, agitar is a good one to, to agitate something, but like shaking mm -hmm. is what it's used in this case. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, well, that sounds like a seizure, you know? And then I asked if estaba consciente durante este ataque de convulsiones. So consciente is conscious. So was he conscious during this um, attack? And then again, I kind of specify all these. I said, como el podría mirarle en los ojos or en sus ojos? Like, could he look you in the eyes? Um, during the seizure to tell if he was aware of it or not. Right. And then dad responded, no, creo que él no estaba consciente. ¿Por qué? So, no, I don't think he was conscious because. Mm -hmm. And then he, he describes why. Al principio, los ojos estaban abiertos at first. 
the eyes were open. Mm-hmm. Pero como nadie en casa. But like nobody was there. Yeah, so, like the lights on, but nobody's home. Yeah, exactly. And then Father goes on further to clarify. Y luego los ojos se estaban abriendo y cerrando rápido. And then his eyes started to open and close really quickly. Y con movimiento en todos los partes. And with movement. And I, you know, movimiento. So in English, that's directly translated to, you know, movement. But mm-hmm. really in this in this scenario in Spanish, you know, movimiento would kind of be like that agi, agitando. So like that agitation, that seizing. Like the flailing movement. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I like how you point that out, right? So it's like when you, the first part you described, like it could have been an absence, like lights on, no one's home. That's the classic story of the the kid in class who stares at the board and the teacher thinks, you know, he needs to be held back or he has a learning disability, but he's having these absence seizures where he's just drifting off. But then when he went on and said, but the eyes were abriendo y cerrando rápido, like opening and closing, that sounds again, more like a classic kind of seizure and what happens. Um, and so I said, okay, so that's what was going on with the eyes. Y el resto del cuerpo and the rest of the body. ¿Qué estaba haciendo? Like, what was it doing? Yeah. And then um, again, so agitándose todos, everything was shaking, was agitated. Los brazos y las piernas, the arms and the legs también estaban agitándose. We're also shaking, agitating, seizing. So now this moves into the box of, um, you know, full body tonic-clonic seizure. Mm-hmm. And so I start asking some of these time mnemonic questions and I go out of order, of course, but I asked, okay, Iwan, sabes si tenías incontinencia? Like, do you know if you had incontinence? And then just saying it in layperson's terms, o, o como orinar o cagar en los pantalones or peeing or pooping in your pants. Yeah. Which is how I would say that in English to like a kid. <laughs> Be like, yeah, you totally. did pee or poop your pants at all. Yeah. And then Juan answers kind of two of your of your time acronym questions. You're right. That you would have asked. I didn't even ask him. Yeah. And, and, and so Juan said, si, yo tuve incontinencia urinaria. Yeah, I had urinary incontinence. Me di cuenta cuando estaba en la ambulancia. I noticed it when I was in the ambulance. Y también creo que mordí la lengua. And I think I also bit my tongue. Porque estaba sangrando y ahora me duele bastante. Because it was bleeding and now it really hurts. So there we go. He answered the time and the incontinence questions. Yes, yes. That just moves the likelihood ratio of this being a seizure very, very high. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I tried to show some some empathy and I was like, okay, I understand. No te, no te avergüences. So don't feel bad or like ashamed, I guess, is um, mm-hmm. vergüenza. And I said, yeah, so ver- vergüenza, I really kind of liken to embarrassed. Embarrassed. Okay, yeah, that's a good no, way. Yeah, so no te avergüences. Don't be embarrassed. You know? Yeah. Uh, shout out to the episode with Ruby. Um, it's not embarazada. That does not mean embarrassed. That means pregnant. Yeah, embarazada. So <laughs> um, and then I said, okay, you know, don't feel bad. Eso es muy común. That's really common. Durante las convulsiones, during seizures. 
trying to normalize it. Peeing your pants is the coolest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what is Billy Madison? I think cool Billy, yeah. You ain't cool unless you piss your pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then Juan acknowledges what Steven just said. Gracias. No tengo vergüenza. Thank you. I'm not embarrassed. Pero sí tengo miedo por lo que me pasó. But I'm pretty scared about what just happened to me. Yeah, again, pretty wise beyond his age here. He's like, ah, I don't, you know, pee in your pants is fine. But what I am worried about is what caused it, which is the correct answer here. Yeah. And so now I just try to get a feel of like, okay, this was a real deal tonic clonic seizure. Was it like status epilepticus? Like Mm -hmm. how long did it last? So I asked, por cuánto tiempo duró la convulsión? So like for how much time durar is to last? So duró with the emphasis on that in the past tense, la convulsión. How long did it, did it last for? Right. So then as the father, I said, creo que menos de un minuto. I think it was less than a minute, pero me sentía como una eternidad. But it felt to me like an eternity. Totally. Which is, I mean, how it would feel to see your kid just randomly start seizing up. That's right. a pretty common answer. Um, and I said, si me imagino. So yeah, I am. I imagine so. Y todo eso and all of this Fue solo un episodio, ¿verdad? All of this was just one episode, right? No se detuvo y luego empezó de nuevo. So no se detuvo, so it didn't stop y luego, and then later empezó de nuevo and then start again. So this was just one time, less than a minute, and then it was over. Right, and then dad was able to clarify that. Definitivamente no, definitely not. Where un solo episodio, it was only one episode, y él estaba temblando y inconsciente durante todo el tiempo. And he was shaking and um, not conscious during the whole time. Mm-hmm. So we've pretty much got the before, the during, and the time questions now, just kind of seeing if assessing for that post-ictal state. So I said... Um, Okay, y cuando terminó la convulsión, and then when the seizure ended, terminar, él parecía, he appeared más o menos normal de nuevo, like more or less normal again de nuevo. So yeah, and then Father started back in kind of further clarifying what was happening right after the seizure, right? No, en realidad... No, in reality, después todavía parecía confundido. Afterwards, he still seemed confused. Y sus palabras no tenían sentido. And his speech wasn't making any sense. Mm-hmm. His words weren't making any sense. Right. Yeah, and that, those are some good phrases like confundido. That could be like a review of systems question, you know. Totally, have yeah. Have you have been having any confusion lately or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, sus palabras no tenían, like to tener sentido is like to have sense or kind of like I said, tienes razón. You could be like that, tiene sentido, like that has sense behind it. Um, and I replied, okay, entiendo. Okay, I understand. Entonces, then... Con esa historia de todo el cuerpo convulsionando, with this history of to- of all the body convulsing, of his whole body convulsing, todo el cuerpo, and then also incontinencia urinaria, his urinary incontinence, um, y morderse la lengua, tongue biting, 
y este estado confundido después en this state of confusion después yo creo que definitivamente eso fue una convulsión so I think that definitely this sounds like a seizure la pregunta ahora es por qué so I definitely think you had a seizure the question now is why por qué right 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 And then I kind of opened it up. I was like, ¿Ustedes pueden pensar en algo? Can you guys think of anything que podía haber provocado este ataque that could have provoked this seizure attack? Right. And then um, dad goes on to say, no sé qué tipos de cosas. I don't know what kinds of things pueden causar convulsiones, can cause seizures. Right. He's like, I don't know, smarty pants. That's why we're here. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, okay, buena pregunta. Good question. Um, and then just kind of like laying out these things and like, okay, so what are the causes? Here's some things that cause seizures. And this is what we talked about. I said, alcohol puede causarlo, like alcohol can cause it. And then I clarified, it's not really alcohol that causes seizures or mejor dicho, or better said, la abstinencia de alcohol The ab abstinence or withdrawal from alcohol, lo puede provocar, can provoke it. Yep. And wanted to make sure that doctors not, or medical students not calling, calling Juan out for his, his possible. He was pretty uh, uh, defensiva. Yeah. yeah, he was definitely Johnny on the spot with it. He said, pues yo no tomo alcohol. Well, I don't drink alcohol. Y tampoco uso drogas. And I also don't use drugs. Right. So he probably, and I think reasonably so, probably felt a little bit like, hey, hey, what do you mean? Come on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, okay, you know, muy bien, like, great. And then I asked, you know, no te has golpeado la cabeza? You haven't hit your head recientemente, like recently you haven't hit your head. So it doesn't do alcohol. Traumatic causes are a big one, especially mm -hmm. in kids. You can get, you know, like a subarachnoid hemorrhage or some sort of brain sub subdural, then it can cause Um, seizures as well mm -hmm. yeah and then you know juan just responds no so no trauma and then mm -hmm. i said kind of going back to that social history what's been going on before the disease onset i said okay ustedes me lo mencionaron and so you all mentioned to me que todavía no tienen poder or electricidad en su casa you guys mentioned to me that still todavía you don't have power or electricity in the house. Right. And then dad responds. Yeah, that's true. Así es. Por casi una semana. For almost a week. And I said, okay. Uh, y, y como están manteniendo la casa como caliente. Okay. And, and so since the power's been out, how have you been maintaining the, the house warm? Mm -hmm. And then dad being being smart and realizing he can't plug in a heater because they have no electricity. Said, pues yo compré uno de esos calentadores de batería. Well, I went and bought one of those heaters that runs off a of battery. Y no hace mucho, pero es, es uh, suficiente. And it doesn't make much heat, but it is sufficient. Which is great. I said, okay, muy bien. Entonces, no están usando, okay, you all aren't using ningún fuego de gas, carbón, or madera 
you're not using any fires, any gas fires, any carbon fires, or I guess that would be coal fires mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Madeira, which is just wood fires uh, in La Casa. So kind of getting at like carbon monoxide poisoning, you know, right. those, uh, f- house fires or even, you know, even just a wood, like a wood stove or a wood fireplace. Like if there's not good filtration out the chimney that can cause carbon monoxide poisoning as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then dad says, no, eso es peligroso. And so he's like, that's dangerous, verdad? Right? In the question form. Right. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. Si, porque estas cosas pueden causar, these, these things can cause intoxicación por monoxido de carbono. They can cause carbon monoxide poisoning, which is a mouthful to say in Spanish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then dad says, si, claro, pero ahora que lo menciones, right, that's, that's right. But now that you mention it, yo sigo diciendo a los niños, I keep telling the kids que dejen de el usar el coche to stop using the car para cargar los teléfonos, to charge their phones. And uh, as you can imagine, 15-year-olds definitely need their phones. So <laughs> How can, can you I watch can... TikTok all day yeah. long without charging that thing? Yeah, yeah. So I can imagine that that's probably a frustrating thing that dad's having to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, it's not like I was Sherlock Holmes here. Like he pretty much <laughs> told me, you know, and he admitted it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a red flag there. Like, okay, I've been telling him not to do that. Having a car on in the garage can cause carbon monoxide poisoning for sure. So I hammered mm-hmm. in that home a little bit. I said, okay, Ah, uh, si, sí, eso también por seguro puede hacerlo. And this for sure, por seguro, can cause carbon monoxide poisoning. And then I asked Juan, I was just like, dude, usted estaba cargando su teléfono en el coche esta mañana? Were you charging your phone in the car this morning? Mm-hmm. And then feeling guilty and maybe, you know, scared. He said, pues lo siento, papi. So, before he he answers Stephen's question, he says, "I'm really sorry, Dad. Yo sé que me dijo que no lo hiciera. I know you told me not to do it, pero fue solo como uno como cinco minutos después de regresarnos. It was only like five minutes after we returned de la tienda from the store cuando estuvimos en en el garaje when we were in the garage." And then I just clarified, oh, okay, so you were doing this in the garage while you were cargando su teléfono, while you were charging your phone. And he was like, yeah. And I said, okay, pues gracias por ser honesto. So thank you for being honest con nosotros with us. Y yo creo, I believe, que eso sería la causa de sus síntomas, that I, I do believe that this was, this could have been, or this was the cause of your symptoms y también a provocado la convulsión and also had provoked the seizure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the, you know, the, the main question, right? So, entonces, ¿qué hacemos para tratarlo? So, what do we do to treat this? Right. So, great. Another good prompt. Like, this is the question. Okay. So, we've pretty sure we came to a diagnosis. But before we do that, we want to finish out the patient interaction. And so, I say, okay, primero... Voy a hacer un examen neurológico. First, I'm going to do a neurologic exam y unas pruebas de sangre and some blood tests para confirmar el diagnóstico to confirm the diagnosis. So first, we're going to do that. And then I said, y lo bueno es que el único tratamiento 
and the good thing. So that's like a good, that's a good phrase, I guess, is like when you're, when you're educating patients at the end, you know, lo bueno es que the good thing is this or lo malo, la, lo malo es que this. So the good and the bad. I said, the good thing is that el único tratamiento, the only treatment is administrar oxígeno is to administer oxygen para que supera so that it will, um, how would you say supera? Para que supera el monoxido de carbono. So like to, to uh, out-compete or out-compete, to push out, yeah. to, to rise above. Yep. Because oh, yeah. that is the problem in carbon monoxide poisoning is the binding of the carbon monoxide to the blood mm-hmm. um, stronger than the oxygen. And so you just give high percentage oxygen and, and out-compete that carbon monoxide. Yep, um, exactly. And then, which is what I said, para que supera el monoxido monoxido de carbono en la sangre to, to outcompete the carbon monoxide in the blood. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, muy bien. And then dad wants to know, y sería buena idea hacer esta prueba. Would it be a good idea to do this test al resto de la familia, to the rest of the family? Which hard to say without evaluating them, but like for sure, I would say, you know, especially the sister and the other kids, like everyone's been in the garage, everyone's been in the car, especially if they drove here. Yep. You know, they're all charging their phones. I have a hard time believing Juan's the only one here. So I said, (laughs) you know, short straws. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, okay, muy bien. Yes, of course. Sí, por supuesto. Y también ustedes deben ventilar. So, and also you all should deben uh, ventilate el garaje, the garage, el coche, the car, y la casa, and the house para asegurarnos que no haya más gas tóxico so that there isn't any more toxic gas. And then, claro que sí. Okay, yeah, of course. Probably already did it. And then, okay, empezamos en las pruebas. So we let's start on the tests. Y yo volveré, and I will return en un rato, in a minute. And then, uh, muchas gracias. So, thank you very much. Y de nada, of course, no problem. Ustedes cuídense. You guys take care. Y ojalá que la electricidad vuelva pronto. And I hope that the electricity comes back soon. Yep, totally. And that's so it. There you have it. Yeah. Mystery uh, solved. Yeah. Also, really quick, wanted to thank everybody for listening in. All of your messages on Instagram have been really great. A couple emails. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you guys have any other ideas, please let us know. Um, we've had a little bit of a hiatus as, as life changes for medical students moving on to becoming interns. And, and Steven's kind of going through that right now. And I'm trying to finish out third year going into fourth year. But really appreciate the love, guys. It's awesome. Yep. All right. Ciao.